Hey, business building warrior. It's your buddy, Jim. Glad you can join me today for another episode. We've got an interview today with one of our coaching students. We hear frequently from those who send us feedback about this show that while they enjoy some of the bigger success stories, the people who are really making a lot of money of building credible businesses, they want to hear more from some of the newer students who are maybe newer in the journey. Some of those fresher perspectives of people who just got started and they're just now figuring out some of the hard details, maybe, or some of the questions. It may seem obvious to those of us who've been around a while, but it's a nice perspective to hear from new sellers and what they think of the business, how they're doing it, the kind of numbers they're seeing. And that's what we've got today. We've got Lulu Lay. You're going to enjoy hanging out with her today. She's got an infectious energy. She really enjoyed being on the show, she told me, and it was really cool interviewing her as well. But she's only been doing this a little over a year. So to kind of give you a summary of her numbers, to kind of know what to expect, she's got dozens of replans, which is the model you hear us talk about all the time around here. That's the model where we start the vast majority of new sellers because it simply works. It's low risk. It's easily scaled. You can see results very quickly and build an incredible business. This year, she'll easily put well over $50,000 in the bank. That's where she's at right now. That's her net margin. She's made 50 on about $240,000 of sales. So it shows you about where she's at. She works hard at her business. It's not the only thing she does. She's got a side gig as well. It used to be her full-time job, but now it's become a side gig. And Amazon is her primary income, along with her husband who works full-time. But it was a pleasure hanging out with her today. She tells you some of the lessons that you maybe have heard before on this program. Because again, this isn't rocket science. This is about following the steps, following the process, the process works. If you're willing to put in the time, effort, and energy, you can build an incredible business with the Replens model on Amazon. This is just more proof of that. She's a coaching student. She's a proven Amazon course student. We talk about that a little bit today, what her impressions of what we have to offer are. And she speaks very highly of them to kind of put the cat out of the bag a little bit on those two. She really enjoys our community and she's benefiting greatly from it. So I was excited to sit down with her for a while today, ask her some good questions, I think, about her business. And it's very matter of fact. She answered everything very openly and transparently. So hopefully you gained some new insights. I enjoyed the process where she talked about bundling as well. If you're not doing any bundles yet, Lulu might talk you into it today. There's some cool things that we haven't talked about on this show before that she reveals towards the end of our interview about that as well. So with no further introduction needed, I'm going to jump over and get Miss Lulu Lay on the line. So Lulu, welcome to the program. Let's get into your story. Thank you for having me, Jim. It's a pleasure. <laughs> well, before I started my Amazon uh, business, I was uh, just a regular translator working from home. And I had a really sweet gig working about three hours a day, seven days a week, but only three hours a day making enough. But then I lost that. And I started looking into other ways of making money without going to work, you know, from nine to five. How long ago would this have been, Lulu? This was, well, I started my Amazon business um, in like late July last year. Okay. So we're talking about a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I, I was like, this sounds interesting. This is something I could do. Uh, I like shopping and shopping for other people might be more fun than shopping for myself. <laughs> and I, you know, I purchased a couple of courses and I jumped in with, I was like, 
I can spend a thousand dollars and lose a thousand dollars and not be too uh, sad about it. So that's what I started with. But very quickly, I was like, if I want to grow, if I want to make money, I'm going to have to invest a little bit more. So I just started investing more in inventory and tools and stuff. Uh, and then uh, I was uh, good. I, I heard about replants. I was like, how do I do that? How do I find replants? I just Googled and I found your course. And that's, <laughs> that's how I found your community. And uh, after I started looking at the course, I got a phone call and was offered coaching. I was like, this is what I've been looking for. I need a coach. And I invested more money into coaching and uh, never looked back. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, that's awesome, Lou. I, I enjoy this so far. We're, we're, we're flying through your story. So, so <laughs> let me hear about some of your early successes and failures. Uh, what were you trying to sell initially? How did it go? But like before... You jumped into the replens model, which we'll explain to the listeners what that is here shortly. When you were just basically out looking for what discount products, sale items, yeah, scanning barcodes, right? Coles. Mm-hmm. That's where I started. Uh, at Coles. Coles. <laughs> okay. For those who don't know, that's, that's a U.S. department store, right? And so you were in there scanning barcodes. I take it, right? Looking for looking for deals and barcodes. How was that going? Like, how did you make some money? Were you excited about it? You know what? Uh, the first thing I sold was a bra. So I was like, hey, my first course that I bought was how to resell bras. <laughs> so I, I think I made like uh, 2 50 on the first bra. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. $2.50. Yeah. Gotcha. But hey, you, you had a positive profitable business at that point, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. So how, how long did you do that before you started looking a little deeper? Like how long um, were you scanning barcodes and going to stores? Probably for a few months at least. Uh, yeah. I yeah, I was scanning. Then I found plenty of interesting things, uh, and I switched from clothing uh, to mostly beauty cosmetics. Uh, okay. I tried uh, a little bit of grocery, uh, but it's just I don't. I I like to eat groceries. Uh, I don't think I'm good at <laughs> reselling. <laughs> But yeah. I'm doing really well with cosmetics. And it's it's something that I enjoy, something that I understand. Um, so yeah, cosmetics and the shoes are also something that I enjoy and understand. Very good. So is that what you sell a lot of now still to this day, now that you've studied the replens model? And we'll talk about how the replens is different, but are you still in those same arenas? Beauty, yeah, cosmetic, well, shoes? Shoes are obviously not a very good replen, but right. um, hard to find a second pair once you found one, right? Yeah, but cosmetics, yeah, very good. Okay, so you may be a good candidate to help us contrast what's the difference from your vantage point between just scanning barcodes, going to Kohl's or another department store and looking for bargains, looking for items that you can buy one of and sell, hopefully, at a nice profit, and replens. If you were to explain it to a friend, like they sound like the same thing. How are they different? How how has your life changed? How has the routine changed? Well, with clearance or you know awesome deals where you just buy one or a few off, um, it's it's awesome. You can make a lot of money, but it's a it's a one time thing. 
and then 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 it's done and you can spend hours or weeks looking for the same kind of deal and never find it again but with replants uh, you find something that you don't need to you know get a discount on and still sell at a profit and just go back to that store or to that website and order more Right. You replenish your inventory when you need to, right? Yeah. Very well said. It's a simple concept. I always like hearing how different guests and replant students, how they phrase the difference there. Uh, it's more efficient for sure. Yeah, exactly. I would say it's a little more boring. The highs aren't mm-hmm. quite as high. The lows certainly aren't as low. Mm-hmm. Instead of riding up and down dramatically, you're just kind of staying in the middle and nice, smooth sailing, right? Like a nice, comfortable airplane trip. <laughs> Right, Mm -hmm. it's kind of what replens are. You know what to expect day to day, week to week. So, okay, very good. How many replens do you have? I'm not very good at organizing, so (laughs) I don't have a list. I shouldn't. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) Dozens, hundreds. Um, dozens. Yeah, not hundreds, dozens. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. How many different stores do you have to go to, or online websites do you have to go to 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 order? Um, I really kind of stick with four, four major ones. And then, uh, I mean, I use, uh, every now and then I get a, like a bolo list uh, subscription and keep it for a month or two. Um, so then I get, I can find some replays there. Right. right. And those are stores that I don't usually shop at. Gotcha. Some new and unusual ideas off of some other third-party services and such. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So are you doing the business all yourself? Is this your exclusively or do you have anyone helping you? Uh, I have my husband. Uh, he helps me on the weekends, but he has a full-time job. So this is, it's mostly me. Gotcha. You doing it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, tell us about one of your more exciting or more interesting replants, something that uh, that sells well for you at a nice profit. Don't tell us exactly what it is. I'm not looking to get create to uh, create competitors for you today, obviously. But <laughs> tell us how you found it, the numbers behind it. Give mm-hmm. us a little detail on one of your fun replants. Found it at Walmart. It's a beauty product or you know cosmetic product. It's not about beauty. It comes in many different variations, and uh, people are crazy <laughs> over it for some reason i just scanned I, I scanned the barcode and i saw that it was profitable so i bought a few and shipped them and and they sold really quickly i was like okay now i need to hit all the walmarts in my area and get all of them and then i started looking for them in other places very good how much of that one product do you sell, say, in a given week, approximately? Uh, I have not, uh, uh, all the variation, variations. You uh, sure, yeah. Of that of that one replin, that one cosmetic. In a week? That must yeah. be. It kind of depends on if I, if I have them in stock. But yeah, I sell probably 100 easily. Wow, that's great. And that's just one of your products. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's fantastic. Okay, do you mind sharing some of your numbers overall, big picture? You know, you don't have to be exact to the day, but you know, in general, like, what do you think you're going to sell 
this calendar year. Q4 is coming up. So I know that hasn't even started yet. And they, that could be huge. It will be for replin sellers or, or any Amazon sellers, really. Mm-hmm. But what are you expecting for this year? And what are your goals? And what are you, what are you in line to do? Well, right now for this year, I'm at uh, 240000 in gross sales. And since the beginning, since you know, last year, that's when I started, I did about 40000 in uh, revenue. So I'm at 280000 since I started. Right. Um, and I think, I, I mean, I should be able to do, to get to three hundred or 350000 if this Q4 goes really well. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm predicting, I really think it will, depending on which categories you're selling in, of course. But uh, I think that's a very realistic goal based on what you're telling me. Because again, we've got the strongest three months of the year still ahead of us. And you're already at about a quarter million. So yeah, I think very doable to, mm-hmm. to go well over that 300 mark. Mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. So are you doing mostly your own? Are you mostly FBA? Or are you doing some of your own shipping too? Do you do any merchant fulfill? I do, but like I haven't sold anything merchant fulfilled in two weeks. <laughs> but yeah, mostly FBA. And I'm, All FBA. I got yeah, you. I'm pretty happy with it. What helps you make the decision? I'm curious. I don't know if I've ever asked this question before, but what helps you make the decision that you're going to merchant fulfill an item versus just FBA, sending it into Amazon? And, and for those who don't know, while you think about your answer, Lulu, and I'll explain what I just asked for people who may not know. With Amazon FBA, that means you're sending your inventory into Amazon. And as it sells, they take care of all the details. You just wait to get paid. That's the beauty of FBA. You can also do just like you do on eBay. You hold it in your garage till it sells. And then you ship it to the customer yourself. You can actually make a little more money that way on some items. A lot of items you can. We do quite a bit of it in our warehouse. A lot of merchant fulfill where we do our own shipping. But I'm always curious to know how you decided which products go where or how you test those. And it sounds like you don't do a lot of it, but the ones that you are doing, like why, why would you merchant fulfill? Hmm. Uh, well, there's one thing that uh, I can only merchant fulfill because Amazon wants a safety data sheet, which I don't have. So, but yeah, that's the one thing that I used to sell enough of. And now I don't know what happened, but I haven't sold a single one, um, even though I'm at buy box price, um, but I haven't sold a single one in like a month. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so there's times where Amazon will say, Hey, we don't want this in our warehouse, but yeah, if you want to sell it, documents that you yeah. don't have. <laughs> what kind of item is it? It's also a cosmetic item. Cosmetic item. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Sometimes they, yeah, Amazon will just ask for strange documents and, mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the beauty of replens is you can always move on easily and go find more replens, right? Yeah. And then I used, to, when I first, I was really, really scared of doing Merchant Fulfilled. Because I was like, what do I do with the template, the shipping templates? And what if something happens? And I think this was a, also a bolo list. I found a store that I started shopping uh, at. And I just, you know, I started looking for other things myself and i found this one and i was like oh this this looks good and i didn't even notice that there were no fba sellers on that listing so i just ordered you know like six just to test them and i tried to ship them to amazon amazon said this is under hazmat review you can't so i was like okay and i tried and i listed it merchant filled and 
I sold all six in like two days. Right. Right. And I was like, whoa, I think I can do this. And then I sold hundreds of that thing. <laughs> Merchant fulfilled. Merchant fulfilled. Yeah. Until the hazmat review was over. And suddenly they were like, you can now ship them to Amazon warehouses. And when I got that email, I knew that other people got the same email. So I was like, I need to be amongst the first people to ship these in. So I did. <laughs> and now I'm not selling as many as I used to because there's more competition now, but I'm still selling it. Very good. Very good. So we kind of breezed past your numbers. You're about a quarter million so far for the year. You said your margin is... No. Oh. 240, uh, right? Is that what you said? 240 for the year? That's, um, yeah, that's my gross sales. Gross sales. What is your margin there? Do you happen to know offhand? Um, about uh, 20%. 20? Uh, okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah, just wanted uh, to make sure to throw that. So so you've, you've put close to $50,000 in the bank approximately, right? And which, how many hours a week are you working? Too many. <laughs> Too many sometimes, huh? I gotcha. Yeah. Always, I'm always working, but you know, a lot of it doesn't feel like work. Yeah, if you if you're enjoying it, for sure. Do you yeah. still do your translation job, or is this your full time gig now? Uh, I, I still do translate. I just don't have many clients. So every now and then, one of my few clients needs something, and then I have a job for a couple of hours. <laughs> I got you. Okay, yeah. so this is your the the primary job, primary income that for that you're earning is with Amazon and then you've still got the side gig too. Okay. Just trying to paint an accurate picture for people as to, you know, what it feels like, what the reality of this business is. So, well, I mean, I've been rolling everything back into inventory, uh, but I just recently switched to being an S Corp and I started paying myself, not really paying myself sure. on paper. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're a little over a year into this. So to do $50,000 net profit in your first year, that's pretty impressive. There's not many business opportunities out there that that's the baseline. And we see a lot of that at about a 20% profit margin, which that's very respectable for what we see among our students. So you mentioned that you're a coaching student. Yes. I'm curious how that's gone, what you've learned, how it's changed your business. Talk to us a little bit about that experience because I honestly don't know. I, we, we have a lot of coaching students and you and I have never spoken before. <laughs> so fill me in. How's it going? Give me a review. It's, I have one uh, last session left and I have two coaches and they're awesome. And um, what I needed was just a little bit of hand-holding and that's exactly what they what they've provided. You know, when I have questions or I'm like, I don't know what's happening, I can ask them uh, in our session, and they're like, Oh, this ha- this has happened to us before, and you know, we don't need to worry, and this is what we need to do. And I'm like, Okay, I don't have to spend hours googling or going through Seller University to get the same the same stuff that isn't really an answer that I'm looking for. Right. Exactly. Who, who are your coaches? I'm, I'm, which one's on our team? Uh, Stephen Kelsey. Okay. Beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. We've got quite a coaching team and they're all successful students who were formerly coaching students who came through our program and they have a little spare time. So we asked them to help out some of the new students coming through. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty cool way to do a coaching program. I think it's lasted coming up on 17 years. So we're doing something right. 
keep creating success stories like you, Lulu. So what about your story do you think might help or what about the lessons you've learned might help the listeners who are hanging out today listening? They've heard many success stories. If they listen to a lot of other episodes, uh, they've heard different people, different backgrounds, different approaches, different levels of success. So I always like to say, hey, you know, what's unique about your story? You know, what what are some things that we could pull if there's anything on your mind today? Not to put any pressure on you, but I'm just curious, like, is it, you know, just talk us through your perspective on it. Whatever you want to do with that question. What do you have for the people who are listening? Okay. Uh, well, I don't know what's uh, unique about my story, but uh, <laughs> I have learned and forgotten over and over again uh, to be patient, to be more patient with my inventory uh, when people start tanking prices. And sure, like if you want to just keep turning, 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 then you can liquidate. But I haven't done a lot of liquidating yet. I just, especially with items, with beauty items that I know do sell, I just need to remind myself that they will sell. Even mine will sell. You need to watch for expiration dates because, yeah, these replenishable things are also perishable. (laughs) In many cases, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes not. You know, some of our replens are, they could sit there for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But a lot of them do have an expiration date. So that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a great tip and being patient with the sell through. So mm-hmm. how long will you let a product sit there before you start getting nervous if you haven't sold it in a while? It really depends on the product, but I can let things sit for months before sure. I get you know, worried. Hey, we'll get back to the show in just a second, but I want to remind you about buymyskew.com, a great sponsor of this show. If you spend a lot of time looking for profitable products, you should check out buymyskew.com, B-U-Y-M-Y-S-K-U.com. It's a new service where you can find products to sell. Simply browse available products and you can fast track your hunt for bargains. BuyMySkew helps you win the arbitrage game by connecting you with sellers who have surplus inventory. To make it even easier, many of those products come with a full Amazon listing already built great images, reviews, and established track records so you can get selling profitable products right away. Head over to buymyskew.com and see what products you could start selling right now. Hey, let's get back to the show. It really depends on the product, but I can let things sit for months before I get worried. Yeah. And then you just lower the price and Mm -hmm. you can get rid of it. You know, which brings me to another another question. You found dozens of replens that you mentioned earlier. What are your qualifications for a replen? We've talked about the tool Keepa quite a bit on this program in past episodes. You do you use Keepa to help you make decisions? Okay. So for people who don't know what Keepa is, go back and listen to episode three hundred and sixty nine. We're not going to describe why we like it, how we use it. Episode three sixty nine is must review. Okay. But what are your qualifications when you're pulling up Keepa? to make a decision. What are you looking for? I look, well, I look for, uh, usually for uh, at least 50% ROI. Uh, but it also depends. I don't really buy a lot of like very expensive items. My buy cost tends to, with cosmetics, you know, it's usually like five, 10, $15. Sure. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm happy with 
making five dollars on something um, that I spent a minute. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that you're selling in some cases, you know, hundred units or more a month on some of these. Yeah. Adds up fast, easily sourced. Yeah. So how many how many sales per month or on Keepa? How many drops per month are you kind of looking for? I don't I don't know if I'm if that's what I'm looking for. I look at um, the number of uh, offers going down. I want to see that inventory is moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really worry about sales rank because I have one uh, one item that is that used to be a replant, but uh, just recently went. It's been discontinued. Sorry. Um, no problem. So. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I understand. So it used to be easily sourced, and now it's hard to get a hold of. Uh-huh. And it has no no sales rank. And there used to be a few sellers, and now it's just me and a merchant fulfilled one. And uh, mine is in the small and light program. So mine, I get the buy box like 95 percent of the time. Beautiful. <laughs> How many of those do you sell? I think I sold uh, 75 or so in the past month. Yeah. Okay. Gives us a general idea. And what's your, what's your margin on those as they sell? Actually, I think my, my buy cost is like $1.70 or something. And I think I make like $2. Yeah. Right. So there's $150 or so a month mm-hmm. from that simply easily sourced product. Yes. That yeah. I just slap a label on. Yeah, exactly. Very simply done. Yeah, and that is a lot of the boring reality of this model. And and if anyone's thinking, let me just talk to the listeners for just a second, Lulu. I'm trying to keep my mind in the mind of the listener as they're hearing some of these examples and stories. I don't particularly like shopping. I enjoy the thrill of the hunt, but I don't really like going out and just hitting the shopping list. Six of this, four of that. I'll do it, but I'm always looking for new products when I do do it. But if anyone's thinking, I don't want to do that, or I don't want to ship boxes or you can very easily build a team. And I think Lulu, you're probably approaching that point where it might make more sense for you to build a team. So you can work on those parts of the process that need a little more mental energy, Mm -hmm. more high level thinking to grow. And someone else is doing the slapping a sticker on a box type of type of work, right? That might be the next step. Have you given much thought to that? I really like prepping. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. But liking it and making sense for your business may be two different things though, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah, do it exactly. as a hobby. When you're making half a million dollars a year, you can spend your Saturdays putting stickers on boxes if you want to, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll have to, I will definitely have to look into it. But right now I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with where I am and I just want to like see if I can maintain it for like six months or so. Right. Grow slow and steady. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Well, what are the lessons do you have for listeners? Anything else come to mind from your journey? If you were giving some advice to a new friend who's getting into this business, what are some of the things that you might tell them to do, not to do maybe? Something not to do is like, don't try to, you know, circumvent um, the rules, the policies. I think um, like Amazon is... Amazon keeps changing things, but they they're also very clear about what they allow and what they don't allow. So I would say stay within <laughs> what Amazon says is okay and don't try to go around it. Yeah. Do you have any examples where 
you get yourself into some trouble there or? Oh, I mean, I've, I've had some policy violations, uh, but you know, nothing major right now. I'm going through some, uh, some sort of two counterfeit claims counterfeit without a test buy. Definitely. I did not, I'm not selling anything counterfeit, so I'm okay, but, uh, yeah, it's scary. It's definitely scary. And I can see how people would just try to stay away from the whole Amazon business if this happened to them. I have been lucky uh, enough that I have I have not been deactivated or, or anything like that. But right. policy violations, they're scary. Yeah, they can be, especially as a new seller. Yeah. If you do it long enough, like, you know, I, I talked to some of the bigger sellers, multiple millions per month type of... Any given day, they've got multiple little issues to be taken care of, like what you just described. And they're taken care of. As long as you give Amazon what they're asking for, mm-hmm. take care of the details of what it is they're asking you to stop doing or start doing, you know, keep the communication moving. Uh, what I always say to kind of sum up this whole topic is, in the coming up on 20 years... Well, we've been teaching Amazon a little over about 11 or 12 years. I've been doing e-commerce for 20, but only Amazon for 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. I've seen less than five people permanently suspended where I thought, man, that doesn't seem right. And in two or three of those cases, it was because they just decided they were going to give up and not try to do the things that Amazon was asking them to do with thousands and thousands of students, tens of thousands actually at this point. So it's not anything to, to lose sleep over at night. You do hear those stories, but behind those stories are someone who ignored policies or they blatantly tried to get away with something that they knew they shouldn't be doing. But even in those cases, there's always a path back is what we've discovered, mm-hmm. except with the most blatant of, like if you were selling hundreds of counterfeit items, you know, yeah, they're going to come after you and you're not going to be around anymore. <laughs> but, you know, one accidental item and it gets a dispute or an IP complaint or something, yeah, you don't need to lose sleep over those things. Mm-hmm. And 95 plus percent of all suspensions are very temporary, even if it does happen. So don't lose too much sleep or any over that, okay? Just there's, all, and we've got experts on our team as well that can help with those kind of things, especially as a coaching student. We're here to back you up. But I thought that's an important thing to share for the other listeners as well. You know, don't be nervous about these, these things. No need to be. And don't get too emotional. When communicating with seller support or seller unsupport, um, do not get emotional. Just state facts. That's right. Get emotional, you know, into your pillow, but don't get emotional in the email <laughs> communication. That's good. Yeah, you can scream into your pillow, but don't scream at Amazon. Yeah, yeah. these are busy people making making multiple decisions per day, and if you give them the facts and it's you know stated rationally and briefly, succinctly, you know that that, that gets the best results. I mean, I just got to imagine if I worked at Amazon, and you know, which email am I happier to open? One that's got three sentences and some facts. Or 18 paragraphs of someone screaming about how much they hate Jeff Bezos. Like, you don't want to do that. They don't have time for that, you know? Um, you know, keep that kind of opinion stuff to yourself for another time. But yeah, this is this is really good. What else? Anything else come to mind if you're talking to a friend, like, hey, you know, what are some things here on Amazon? Give me some advice. I want to get into this business model. What else might you share with them? Mm, I would uh, say try bundling. Because bundling is fun and uh, I would say rewarding because you are looking 
to in order to create a bundle, you need to look at what Amazon is already telling you, like what people are buying to get which products they're buying together. And then you're like, okay, let's make a bundle and let's offer the customers this. Um, so it's, it's an added value thing. And yeah, that's why I find it more rewarding. Do you create some new listings then when you create bundles? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. So you look at, I think I just heard you say you look at uh, Amazon. We'll tell you, here's a product that we're looking at on Amazon.com. <laughs> Underneath it, it says people who bought this also bought these things. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let's go try a bundle. Mm-hmm. So we've done that a few times. Huh? How, how have those gone for you? Give me, give me an example. Well, that item, the cosmetic item that I mentioned that I had to merchant fulfill for the right. first time, that is something that is, I did not learn this from Amazon or not from the frequently bought together uh, section, but I read some of the reviews and I also read the directions, the uh, instructions for use or whatever. And it said, you need this to use this. So I was like, well, if everybody needs another product just to use this, then that's a no brainer. So I created uh, two different bundles with that. And I'm thinking of creating more, but uh, I'm not good with the variations, and this would be the better as a variation. I just don't know how to, or not that I don't know how to, but I haven't been successful in adding variations, even though I know sure. how to do it. Sure. Yeah, I, I follow you. Yeah, I've never actually set up a variation myself. I'm a little <laughs> intimidated myself, to be honest, but there's people on our team that do it in their sleep. So since you're a coaching student, maybe a good topic for a coaching session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's great. How many bundles do you have? How many have you set up? Um, so I have two with that. And then I created another one that's been pretty successful because other people have jumped on it. Even the manufacturer has now jumped on it. Wow, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, then I created oh, another one that was successful, um, but it's currently out of stock. I can't, no one can find it. So. Uh, we're just waiting for Walmarts and other places to restock. Sure. Um, and then I created one bundle that has not sold at all. And then I just created another bundle that I just sent to in, into Amazon and I'm waiting to Testing. see what happens. Have you ever considered creating uh, unique bundles that can't be that duplicated? Can't be sold on by other sellers. Um, it, it, I am I'm working on that right now. I'd like to get brand registered, uh, so I'm working on getting my trademark. I'm just waiting for stuff to get to be delivered. Gotcha. <laughs> Are you working with our team to do that? With Humminbird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I'll stick a link in the show notes for people who don't know what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. It's a strategy that we're just rolling out. This is maybe the first time on a podcast we've hinted at it before, but. We're working on a really cool strategy. It works great for bundle sellers where you can grab everyday name brand items, stick them together, but do it under your own brand that's brand registered with Amazon, create your own trademark, et cetera. Humminbird is our, the branch of our company that does these things, the branding, the trademarks, the graphics. All those. So, and we do it for some very big, serious player, private label brands, but we also do it for sellers in the replin market who are just looking to distinguish their bundles so that others can't jump on these creative bundles they've created. Mm -hmm. So none of these products are yours, Lulu. These are products you're buying off the store shelf, but you're going to create a bundle branded under your brand name 
and no one else can copy it now. So that content is coming, but it does involve getting brand registered. And we're really good at helping people do that through our coaching team, through Humminbird. And I'll sink links to all that in the show notes for people who are, that sounds unfamiliar. They want to hear more about it. For sure, we'll have that. But we also have a course and content coming on that topic as well. But yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. We haven't talked about it a whole lot. Who are you working with on our team to help with that? Uh, Matt Thompson. Matt, yeah, cool. Yep, one of our coaching directors. Awesome. Well, what else from your story? Anything else come to mind? I'm nude, all of this, and you're telling me what to look out for, what to do, what to try. What else comes to mind? Anything? I should have uh, made the list. Oh, that's okay. These kind of off the top of your head ideas are, are great too. I can't think of anything right now. I know I had like a few ideas before we started. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> The, the best ideas always happen when we stop the recording. That's fine. No worries. It, it happens to me all the time as well. I always think, oh man, I should have said this or that. But no, this has been a great interview. And going back through your story, uh, it's you're only a year into this. You know, I don't want to, you're, you're, you're a new student. You signed up for coaching not all that long ago. And you're growing a new business. So I think people are, will appreciate, you know, you're not one of these sellers that's doing half a million a month and you've been doing this for six years and you've got a team. It's just you sourcing products from just a handful of stores and a couple of websites, put $50,000 of profit through the system so far. And it's looking like you're going to blow past 300,000 for the year. And I, I love your genuineness. You're very open about what it is you do, what you know. I can see your workshop there behind you. Is that your prep area? Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So is this a room in your house? I take it. This is my office and um, I won't show you the whole thing because it's, uh, it's just a lot of boxes. Yeah. <laughs> I if I, if I panned the camera that way, you'd see a messy desk and that way you'd see stacks of papers. And yeah. So we keep it nice and tight, right? <laughs> no, I think people appreciate the, the uh, transparency. Uh, of home-based entrepreneurs. So yeah, it's right there. So just an extra room in your house, that's what you use. That's your office. That's the only space you need. And you build a great business working flexible hours. I love it. Well, very good, Lulu. I appreciate it. You got anything else to add before I start to wrap this one up? You did a great job for us today. No, I think I got it. All right. Well, it was a pleasure meeting you. And I'll talk to the listeners for just a second too and just point out, hey, we've got hundreds of students like Lulu many of which have volunteered to be on our program and share their stories. We'd love to hear your story. If you're a student taking the proven, proven Amazon course, maybe you're a coaching student of ours. We'd love to hear your story. Come share it. Lulu was bold today, got out, shared what she knows. And like we said, it's not all that long ago. This was just an idea, but she jumped into it and she's built something special. So hopefully you're inspired by that. One of the requests that we get often is, hey, would you share some of the smaller success stories? I'm kind of intimidated by these big multi-million dollar sellers that you guys always talking about. They all started here, right? I think if we visit Lulu again in five years, she'll be one of those people with an amazing story as well of team and a warehouse and who knows where it goes from here. But uh, it was a pleasure hanging out with her today. Thank you for lending us some of your time. And, and Lulu, thank you. You were fantastic. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was awesome. And to the listeners, God bless you guys. Thanks for listening and giving us some of your time. We will have another great episode for you again real soon. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us again today. I really appreciate it. Before I let you go, I want to remind you about a great sponsor of this show, buymyskew.com. 
If you spend time looking for profitable inventory as a seller on Amazon, you should go check them out. They'll help you win the arbitrage game by connecting you with sellers who have surplus inventory. Many of these products already have Amazon listings, images, reviews, a track record established, so you can get selling those products right away. Head over to buymysku.com. That's B-U-Y-M-Y-S-K-U.com. See what products you could start selling today. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.